And we're back on the Eastern Target Archery podcast with the Secretary General of World Archery, our friend Tom Deal. And Tom, how's it going in Lausanne? Well, uh, George, uh, as with many things these days, uh, changing day to day, uh, we yesterday had some new rules put in place by the Swiss government, so we have to cope with them. And uh, for instance, it means that uh, as of next week, we are all working remotely, mandatory. Oof. Well, you're used to that to a degree. I mean, there's been some amount of remote work here and there and back and forth. And, uh, you know, it's no different than what you and I are doing right this moment uh, on that level. But it does make it hard to, you know, what what is your thought about working remotely from the standpoint? There's no substitute for, for being able to talk to people if you want to get things done quickly, is there? Well, I think for certain things it's helpful. Uh, it makes some meetings quicker. Uh, you can advance on certain projects in a different way, but it's clear when it comes really matters where I would say it's very sensitive or where you need that coffee break to work out the differences, then it's difficult at the moment. And uh, so I think for uh, getting certain projects on, on its way, it's fine. Uh, but for, for more, I would say, critical matters it's it's it is difficult yeah yeah in my in my estimation um i don't think that there's a substitute for the full spectrum of communication you get when you're face to face and that when you can you know talk to people judge nuance things like that people are still a little different when they're when they're online but here we are you know we have we have the we have the opportunity, thankfully, to be able to do what we do because of the fact that we have some of the technical solutions in place that allow us to communicate like we are right now and, and have events like the amazingly uh, popular uh, world indoor uh, that, that World Archery has been putting on since November. And, and you know, the, the numbers, uh, and of course, the amount of work required uh, is very, very impressive. No, it's, it's, it's going really well. I mean, we broke 5,000 entries again this time. Um, but it's, it, on the same time, uh, it's, it's also, uh, we created our own problems uh, by doing <laughs> it. And, uh, checking those results, I can tell you, the number of hours we spend in front of screens, looking at scorecards, target faces, and so on, it's been amazing. And, uh, okay, we learned a lot of things uh, by doing it. And uh, I... Every weekend was uh, getting better, and we'll see what happens this weekend. But uh, hats off to our entire uh, event and results team because they they're doing an amazing job, and and people don't realize how, how difficult it can be to have uh, uh, five thousand entries. I give you a very simple example. One of the things we run into in the second weekend is that we used um, a specific email address for uh, people having issues. And uh, we had that email used for sending out the scorecards, sending out the information. And then at a certain moment, uh, uh, Microsoft uh, blocked it, the, the, the sending because um, we reached uh, more than 10,000 emails. And um, so it, it, it gave additional challenges. The other thing we had was that certain parts of Asia uh, the Gmail accounts uh, didn't work when we sent um, the scorecards. So that also gave additional work. And it was only a certain part of the world. Yeah. So these are, these are things you don't think of necessarily when, you know, when you're planning something like this, but uh, Hey, we learn and we grow from this kind of thing. I had a, a, a nice chat with uh, Tom Aubert uh, recently 
um, about that, uh, the second stage. And it seems to me that, uh, you know, like we talked about with some other things that one aspect of this kind of remote work is it's more work than doing it in person sometimes it seems. But then again, you're not going to get 5,000 people in a, in a personal, uh, one-on-one or, you know, uh, live event. And so this really, I think the great thing about this is you have so many more people who now can say, I participated in a WA event than, you know, places like Malaysia and Indonesia, like, uh, like we talked about as far as participation and lots of other places, anywhere in the world, you can be in Iceland this time of year and be participating yeah. in a WA event. And it's great. So I, I, you know, I know it's a lot of work and it's a, a painful experience to go through some of the tech challenges, but I also think that this has been a tremendous thing for our community from the standpoint of keeping participation going. Yeah, people speaking, are listening and uh, really, really uh, looking at what you're doing, and uh, it's, it really is promising. The thing I wanted to talk to you about today was the uh, the Masters Games and the announcement regarding that. And I think that uh, let's let's start with talking about the fact that WA created a World Archery Masters Championship, which took place in 2018. Big success. Lots of work for JC and the team at the World Archery Excellence Center. But what a, you know, just a huge success. And that is an event that would have taken place again, uh, except, of course, that we have had the challenges that everybody's aware of. And the next opportunity would have been the World Masters Games, a separate event. Um, maybe explain the difference for our listeners between the World Archery Masters Championship and the World Masters Games, so that anybody who's unclear can see the difference. Yeah. Well, the, the major difference, of course, between the Master Games and the World Championships is that the Master Games is a multi sport event. Uh, so it's not only archery, but it's also tennis, swimming. Uh, shooting uh, many many events uh, and and people can even participate in more than one sport for instance Juan Carlos uh, at the European the continental version of it participated in tennis and archery uh, and uh, so it's, it is a multi-sport event which makes it a little bit different so you meet people from other sports the world archery championships is more I would say it's only archery but we have multiple events we had indoor outdoor and field uh and uh so it's, it's more i would say the archery community meeting together now um we made an agreement with the world master games association uh, three years ago where we said okay we we want to have uh, master championships uh, and we will do those in the even years and then normally we would have the master games in um, the, the uneven years after the year after the Olympic Games. So normally, 2021, you have the Master uh, Games, and 2022, you have the World Championships. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the situation is that uh, Tokyo got moved to 2021. As a result of it, it was unavoidable, uh, the Master games were moved to 2022 because they, they are actually using uh, some of the staffing and some of the, uh, I would say, equipment of the Olympic Games in the Master Games, not in archery, but in other sports. Uh, 
Sure. And uh, and therefore it was obvious that I had to move as well. The, the biggest challenge they had is that they also have the Asian uh, Master Games that were scheduled in Korea in 2022. And both Wonotech games, of course, uh, have the same dates. And, and as far as I understand now that Japan has been announced, I'm expecting every day an announcement from Korea as well to announce their dates. And my guess is that they will move to 2023. So yeah, for masters, sense. so for masters, there is quite a lot of, I would say, possibilities. There is the continental games, there is the world master games, and then you have our world championships. And contrary to our other world championships, is that it's an open entry. You have to be a member of a national archery federation, but uh, it is open entry as such. There is no qualification to be selected for it. Uh, because uh, we see it as uh, definitely as uh, more as mass participation event than an elite national team event. Sure, and I think that that uh, that means that you know, uh, as long as you're willing to pay the freight to get there, um, you can participate in a world level event. As long as you you know, obviously go through your. Each country will probably have different rules for how you enter, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. you know, go through the NAA here in the United States, for example, excuse me, USA Archery. And, uh, <laughs> I, hey, at least I don't call it FIDA anymore, Tom. Give me a break. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> I, I'm slow, but I do learn. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's absolutely great to see how those people, I mean, here's the thing, you know, masters people generally, I would say have about as much fun as any group you're ever going to see because, you know, they're, they're in it for the fun as much as they are in it for the challenge. I think I'm not speaking for everybody, yeah. but I think that's a, as a general broad brush, I think that's the most fun. Well, group but I think you make a very valid point. And also I think another thing that we learned very much from the, the world championships is that um, it also is a, a way of giving back to people that are very much the volunteers in the clubs. Oh, yeah. They're running uh, the, the tri-archeries, the, um, doing the, the work of the committees and so on. And, uh, and therefore, um, it is a way of giving back to those people the, something back to them for all what they do for our sport. Absolutely. And I think that that's a really important thing to, you know, to give them the opportunity, you know, not everybody takes the opportunity, but just having it offered is a very nice gesture. And I think that's a, another important aspect yeah. of that aspect. Of those. That, 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 that we had in, in, especially in Lausanne, but I, uh, we saw the same in some of the, the other games uh, as well is that uh, it, it was also i would say an opportunity for for people to get back together and, and i'm talking here also some of the former elite archers uh you had uh, people like leontiev or zabrotsky or uh, deborah oaks uh, uh, that, that have been uh, i would say olympians uh, uh, oh yeah james Conway from ireland and so on so had plenty of, I would say, former Olympians that, that were able to meet again because of these uh, events. Absolutely. And I think that that, that social aspect of it uh, makes for great photo opportunities <laughs> to see some of the legends of the sport getting back together again. And, uh, you know, to see Zabrodsky 
on a field again um, is is fantastic. That kind of opportunity is great. And uh, we need to get a Chev. We need to get a Chev to shoot one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it, but it's, it's difficult sometimes. Yeah, well, he's a busy guy. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I think that this is, uh, this is, ultimately, this is good news. It's not canceled. It's going to go forward. It's simply a matter at this time of uh, a delay into 2022, which I'm sure everybody can understand. And then, you know, when uh, when that one comes off, we'll we'll know the next one for the world, uh, the yeah, WA portion. Yeah, for the world Okay, we we we, uh, we will open candidates for it, and we'll see what happens. And uh, uh, it's it's a great event to organize. It's a great event for a city. We we did an economic study impact study on the one we had in Lausanne, and for the city of Lausanne and the region, it was a very beneficial event because the, the investment was uh, very well paid back by all the people coming uh, and, and, and spending time in restaurants when they're open, of course. Yes. Uh, and uh, and I, I think it's, it's a really valuable event uh, to host uh, and it can be hosted by um, a set of clubs and, and, and uh, in the region. Okay, you need, you need facilities. You can't do it if you only have, uh, I would say, a small... Uh, soccer field or something like that you, you will need facilities because there are a lot of people coming yeah and it's a multi-discipline event you know um it's nice to have field archery offered in the wa uh, event because uh those opportunities are not as plentiful as they used to be i think and uh i think having field as part of what happened in lausanne uh, really put the uh icing on the cake it really made it a special from my point of view being a you know, old school field guy. So <laughs> that's uh, yeah, and it was a challenging was, course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you you uh, you have to consider that uh, some element of this is going to be challenging. And you know, if you don't want to deal with the the uh, exigencies of field, then you can shoot the indoor. You can only shoot the indoor, or you can shoot all three, like some people did, and. Um, Take it from there. I think that that is a, that's the, one of the beauties of, of the WA event is that you can uh, go a la carte and, and shoot part or shoot the whole thing. Yep. Changing gears. Um, here we are six months as we speak from uh, Tokyo 2020 in 2021. Uh, any updates regarding how preparations are going in Tokyo for the Olympic games as we, uh, see the uh, the event looming closer. Well, preparations, I would say, are going well. Uh, we have regular contacts with Tokyo 2020, um, and um, the, the team is doing well there. Uh, they have, I would say, similar challenges that we have here, but um, in general, things are going well. The, there are going to be uh, certain restrictions we will have to live with. There will be an announcement in March what is happening in terms of the public. Um, there is, um, uh, but as, as far as we can say today, uh, everything's still moving ahead. Um, and uh, it's here that uh, the whole aspect of vaccination and, and other measures will have an impact on of what can be done or not done um, in Tokyo. But I'm convinced we will have Olympic Games um, uh, and with archery live on television in the entire planet. Well, there's uh, absolutely. And that's the goal. And uh, I think that uh, 
you and I both wish our friends in Japan all the best with uh, the preparations taking place. And, um, you know, when we come out from under the umbrella of this situation, it's going to be a real pleasure seeing people on a field of play in an Olympic Games once again, starting in July. So uh, looking forward to that in, yeah. a, in a big way. Yeah. The only difference is we will see a lot of people wearing masks. That's also something new. Uh, and uh, the, uh, one of the changes that we will have, and okay, it's, a, it's not a major change uh, as such, but we will have, for instance, in the ranking round, everyone shooting on his own target all by himself. Uh, of course, for the scoring, they will have to look at what's happening on the target next to them. But uh, for the, the shooting, uh, so people will have to, will see their own arrows every time. So uh, I, you could say no need for different color blocks or things to see which are your arrows in the in the tent or which are the ones of your opponent. Yeah, yeah. Having your own personal target. And um, I think that'll also make it more interesting for people to see what's happening because you can instantly differentiate and score from a distance and, and follow those things. You know, the um, historically, if you look, a lot of teams keep track of what people are doing in the competition, um, including the competitors of their, you know, teammates. And I think that this will be an interesting difference having only one archer's arrows in the target in the ranking round. Uh, for example, uh, that'll be an interesting thing to analyze in real time and, and for commentators on television to look at. And, you know, if there's enough cameras to be able to see the targets clearly, I think that's going to be a very interesting uh, difference from the past. Yeah. And okay. And it will be uh, as far as we can see today, a one-off opportunity because luckily in, in Tokyo, the field size allows for it. Uh, if we go for like three years ahead, to Paris, I need to get used to the, the Olympic period not being four years. Um, is that uh, in, in Paris we won't have the space to do it? Uh, it's simply impossible. So uh, well, and hopefully it won't be necessary. Off. Hopefully it won't be necessary by the time the Paris Olympic Games come no. around. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Tom, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us for this portion of the podcast today. It's always a pleasure talking to you, and I. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody and happy new year at WA uh, as we look forward to restarting our competition season this year. Back to Archie. That's what it's all about. And uh, I also would like to just my best greetings to, to, to Bruce, who we also are talking to as far as I understand. Yeah. So uh, Bruce Cull is going to be um, joining us uh, for further discussions uh, shortly, and we will look forward to seeing everybody once again, as we get rolling into the 2021 season. Tom Dillon, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, George. See you soon, I hope. And we're back on the podcast with Bruce Cull and Brittany Salon, the two hardest working people in the sport today. Hey, kids, how's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, we're hanging in here. It's, uh, as we speak, a nice sunny day, but I'm indoors working on this. So <laughs> I think that's something you're both familiar with is, is uh, having to work even when the sun is out. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Hey, um, some interesting and good news is that the Rushmore rumble has been added to the calendar of the world archery indoor world series. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Um, we had a conference call last week with uh, Tom Dillon and the guys at World Archery. And, you know, the um, 
the Rushmore Rumble, as I think everybody knows, falls on the original Vegas date, of which we, you know, had penciled in with World Archery for the potential of a tournament. So um, we basically uh, came to an agreement and added that to the World Archery virtual event. And it, it's kind of a simple thing from the shooter standpoint. Anybody that's here that, you know, shoots in the Rumble automatically gets put into the World Archery event. And... Um, they get to be a part of that. So it's kind of a two-for-one deal. Um, yeah. And anytime we can do something with World Archery, we're pleased. You know, they uh, they work hard, just like we all work hard in these crazy pandemic times to promote what we all love as our passion. So hopefully it works out well. Yeah. So presumably that's um, somehow going to be married up to the Rushmore Rumble target. And the, um, or is it the second day of the Rushmore Rumble that's going to count toward it? How's that going to work? Do you have any idea? Nope. So it's actually going to be the first day. So that five spot round, the 60 arrows is going to count towards the World Series ranking. Okay. So they're good with that. Yep. So they kind of tweak their rules just a little bit to allow us uh, to use that, you know, that bigger X ring uh, or the bigger 10 spot, sorry for the compound. Um, so if you would, in that press release, they kind of tweaked what the original World Series rules were so that we can fit into the to the game. All right. Well, it sounds like a, a nice accommodation for all the folks who are going to be, well, after all, it's, it's official scoring. You're going to have, you're going to have, uh, your NFAA judges there and it'll be official scoring. So that'll be, uh, a little different than what a lot of other folks will be doing as they participate. Yes, definitely. And another thing to add with that is we've had a couple questions if they need to register for the additional World Series. And the answer to that is no. So we'll take our results and just submit them directly to World Archery for the archers. So they don't right. have to do anything additional. Well, that's good. That that way they don't have to get into the uh, systems and deal with email and all that stuff. That's that's fantastic. Right. It's uh, it's a very good opportunity, I think, to uh, participate in a world event, uh, and you're doing it from a world-class archery center in Yankton. And uh, speaking of the Rushmore Rumble, how's the uh, how's the turnout looking at this time? You know, we're pretty uh, we're pretty excited. You know, obviously this is brand new, so we're 100 percent up from last year. Um, <laughs> but yeah. um, we're we're just under 500. We're knocking on the door. 500 um, entrance right now. And, um, you know, one of the things uh, that I mentioned before, but I'll mention again, what's really nice is that our divisions are almost equally split on a percentage basis as would be the Vegas shoot. As an example, you know, if 30% of the archers were championship, uh, they're following that on this tournament. So, um, and that's just a hypothetical. I mean, the, the number of youth, the number of amateurs, and the number of pros or championship are really following that format. So <clears throat> that really tells me a lot from a data standpoint that we're, you know, we're really servicing our customers and um, not just one group wanted to have this event that everybody did. So that's probably the best news of everything. And, and of course, the other part to that that's really good news for the shooters is we have based the entire event on 350 people for the payout. So, I mean, we're already... Um, 40% higher than that. So that means that the payouts are going to go up commensurate. So, um, you know, I can't tell you what those are going to be right now. In fact, we won't do those until the end or when we get to the late registration kickoff. But um, I can tell you right now, the, the percentage of payout is just going up and up and up. So um, we're, we're really excited. I mean, it's a, this is going to be a good deal for everybody. 
Yeah, and in fact, Bruce, uh, late registration does tend to make up a chunk of some of this kind of thing when people, you know, kind of make last-minute decision. Happens in Vegas all the time, which always keeps the staff pretty busy. Yeah, and and this is, you know, this is a, these are all a lot of work. Um, I, I can't imagine uh, World Archery went through. And, and the one really good thing, speaking of World Archery, we consider them obviously partners and friends and everything else, but... Um, they were, uh, for us, it was lucky that they went ahead with their virtual because they've been the guinea pigs, and now um, they can find out everything they did right and wrong, and they're helping us as we're getting ready to announce the virtual Vegas tournament, which will be coming up shortly. So they've had some good input for us, and um, I think our, our Vegas tournament this year is going to be something phenomenal. So absolutely, coming up soon. Yeah, yeah I will so- tell you, George, some of the – some of the questions we've been getting, you know, some people are a little worried when they heard about the Rumble, is they were worried it was taking the place of the virtual Vegas shoot. Uh, so just to remind those people that that we are still doing the virtual event, and we'll have some information on that soon. Yeah, really good point, Brittany. I think that the uh, the fact that there's yet another event to look forward to besides just the Rushmore Rumble, just the Rushmore Rumble. <laughs> Let's face it, kids, that's probably the best news we've had all season is that we have a live event at, at Yankton, um, like what you're putting on. But, you know, if you can't get to Yankton or, you know, you're, you, you have trouble traveling or, you know, maybe it's difficult financially, the Vegas, the virtual Vegas event is going to be a way for you to enter an event. There's going to be a fee, but your chance of a payback is pretty darn good. And I think that there's uh, there's still a lot of interest there. Um, just getting back to the Rushmore Rumble for a moment and alluding to the subject that you brought up, Bruce, of people registering late for stuff like this, I think it might be a good idea not to push it too late so that you can make your plans for the stuff you've got to have in place at the center, uh, you know, I think a last-minute crunch of a couple hundred people in Vegas is one thing. It might be a different thing for this. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, um, you know, what we've done uh, as we planned this, you know, we have a set number, and I, it's in the um, 600, 700 range that can fit comfortably with what we're doing. And basically what happens is when we hit that magic number, um, anybody that registers after that, <clears throat> they're going to be put on warning that we're going to accommodate them. They can shoot, but it wouldn't, it may not be a traditional time. It may be right. a time that starts at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock at night. Um, you know, and as we talked about it, we joke, I don't know how many years ago it's been, six, seven years ago, about having 24-hour practice in Vegas. And I'll tell you what, you look at it now, hell, there's tournaments going on at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's the option we have owning our own facility, but you know, I also want to warn people that's a big reason to get registered sooner than later. Um, unless you just don't care, uh, you could be on a later line or an earlier line, depending on what it may be. Well, forgive me for saying this, but it also sounds like a way to make your staff really grumpy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the good thing is um, I think everybody here, I mean, we have the obvious Yankton and Midwestern hospitality, big hearts. Um, and, you know, I think everybody's grateful that they have jobs, they're not sick, and we're in a state that we can actually function. So, um, you know, working a little harder and getting a little more time off to make up for it, that's something we all have to look forward to. Well, you're already doing it with putting on another event that nobody expected and everybody is appreciating. So thanks, Brittany, and thanks, Bruce, for for putting on this, this rumble as we speak. It's uh, just about exactly a month from now. 
and uh, get your registrations in, folks, if you haven't already, because it is starting to fill up. Uh, like Bruce said, they will accommodate you if you get in late, but you might end up shooting at uh, an odd hour, and uh, room service probably doesn't serve past, <laughs> past that. So <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, everybody's going to have a good time in Yankton, though. Oh, yeah. We're looking forward to it. <laughs>